This episode is brought to you by Red Bear. Hey, pizza lovers, have you heard? You don't have to order in to get fantastic pizza anymore. Now, make it yourself with Red Baron's new fully loaded hand-tossed style pizza with a half pound of premium toppings and a soft, chewy, restaurant-style crust, you'll be blown away. Pick from three flavors in the frozen food aisle, ultimate pepperoni, barbecue recipe chicken, and meat lovers. Indulge yourself. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit Honda.com slash Prologue to learn more. Elegant listeners and viewers, and welcome to Go, my favorite sports team, your beautiful sportly podcast of sports about sports, led by the master of balls and holes, myself, Tyler Scheid, and joined forever and always in all his glory, Mark Flyer. Not technically always, because there have been substitutions made, and for some reason, Wade still believes that he has the most popular episode of Go, which, as I can only imagine, is not true any further. That cannot possibly be true. No, no. No, no. Couldn't possibly be true. That wouldn't... Wade wasn't even mentioned in the GQs in the last one. He couldn't possibly be that. Yeah, he has not been mentioned at all. Bob was mentioned. Can we check the numbers? Is it, do you have the numbers in front of you? Can you check do the I numbers have for the me? Numbers. You... I could I could look into them. I could look into them. It would just take me a sec. Do you want me to take that sec? I'll stall. I'll stall. I'll stall. You'll stall. You'll stall. You'll stall. Okay. Yeah, I'll stall. You just look. Hey, how are you doing? Welcome to part two of the tournament bracket of Jacuses. Uh, there was a little break because Tyler had to celebrate his birthday. You know how it is with births, right? Well, maybe you don't because we haven't done the sex primer. And that is definitely going to be coming in if you missed the last episode where we did the first part of the tournament bracket. You don't know what I'm talking about, but maybe you will after we get through the sex primer. Full with diagrams, um, lubricants, demonstrations, acrobatics, sexcrobatics, all the greatest things you could possibly... Uh, all of... I've just... Hold on. I've been told all of our sponsors have abandoned us. What? <laughs> I've just been... I've just heard all of our sponsors have fled and we are alone and destitute. Well, we shall persevere. That's how we do here. On the podcast of Ultimate Things, where I determine 
What's good? Well, as soon as we do the sex primer episode, that's going to be the most popular one. If if I don't have it yet, which would be a tragedy, and I don't think it's true, that would definitely get us there. I think probably. Yeah, probably. probably. You know, probably. I I feel like that will bring in all of the, the. They'll come back. You know, after the popularity of that one. Oh yeah. By the way, the numbers are in, and the most popular episode, the most listened to episode, the most epic of all episodes, ended up being Creator Clash Two pre-fight analysis. Oh, was I in that one? You were, in fact, in this one. Good! Take that, Wade. This was the one where we pre-analyzed the fights. I knew it. I am amazing. So not only were you involved in it, it is the sport that you probably know the most about. It was talking about boxing. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, suck it, Wade. I, in the tournament bracket between me and Wade, I've just won. You have, in fact, destroyed him. I've destroyed him. He is crying right now. He doesn't even know why, but he's crying right now. Just just cut to Wade crying. <laughs> good, 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 good. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. In order to get into it again, it is very important that we address the Jacuse contest because we've already delayed it enough. I know my birth took priority, the celebration of it. Of course, the Master of Balls and Holes was born. We, we got to celebrate. We have to dive back into the tournament. And as the first face-off of the second half of the bracket, we have the Jacuse heard around the world versus First Girls Wrestling. First Girls Wrestling was written by Large Philosopher 436, while Jacuse heard around the world was done by Technically Bad 420. So if you want to take the Technically Bad 420's Jacuse, you should go for it. Got it. Okay. I'd like to sportily throw my hat in the ring. Firstly, I find you've been too easy on Baby Mark. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> That's it. All right. Good. That's the end of that. Period. Secondly and mainly, I hereby accuse both Mark and Tyler. In one of the very first episodes, they had a gag in their studio where they switched seats. I have yet to see a video where they actually use their studio that they claim to have. I demand an explanation for such lies. All right. Listen. I don't have an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a reason. There's nothing I could say that would defend these accusations. They're bald-faced truths. <laughs> it's accurate. Dang it. It's accurate. All right. Next session, I'm coming over. All right. All right. We'll we'll sort that out. We'll sort that out. Now, by large philo philosopher 436, first girls wrestling, Jacques. Check your sources. Down here in Southern California, all high schools have girls varsity teams. All ones that have girls. And at least existed for about five years. So, Jacuz! Is that true? It's true. But the clear thing was, it's. The, I said it was the first in that district, the first in that region, the first in that division um, that it was the girls wrestling program when we were talking about the news that had come out of the girls wrestling program. While it's a Jacuz... I don't think it's quite as worthy as the other one. People think that five years is a long time. In reality, in the grand scheme of things, five years is not a long time. Like yeah. a lot can happen in five years. So for the world to catch up to these things, what? Oh my God. It's four years since the pandemic began. It's almost five years. Uh, yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, actually, that's a, that's a good point. Not many people, probably people are very upset that you said that right now. But yeah, it would have been just, it's a coming up on four years since the pandemic started. So good thing it's over. Good thing COVID gone. Fully gone. Never existed. It definitely existed and it was horrible. And I'm so sad about it still. It damaged me horribly. Like seriously, I only saw five people. It was terrifying. Round one goes to... 
Jacuse uh, around her around the world. Okay. Now we have the sport not spoken by Perry the Platis Platis Mapus. Platis Mapus. Sure. And then for the thing you called chess by the Mister Mark. Okay, I'll take the chess one. All right, by the Mr. Marrow. Mr. Shide, Mr. Plyer, I'm here to reach out about the matter when you lied about the abomination you called playing chess. I know for a fact that at least Mr. Plyer has had a past with chess, and I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt when it comes to it. However, I expected more from you, Mr. Shide. You knew well in advance that you were to be covering this topic and didn't at least play some warm-up games or actually tried learning how to play. Your poor performance in chess was like watching someone without arms trying to catch a Hail Mary. You dropped the board when it came to chess, and I demand retribution. You lost to someone who needed three other people to beat a monkey at chess. I feel like this is more of an insult at me than it is to you. <laughs> I feel, how dare you lose to this bohemian bumhead? I mean, it's, uh, but anyway, what does that say about you? That's literally what it says <laughs> in the next sentence. <laughs> Stick to your paltry games that have balls and holes. You were never ready for the gentleman's game known as chess. I demand as punishment for his failure that Mr. Shide plays on chess.com till he reaches 1600 ELO. Then, and only then, will his transgressions against every other chess player out there be for lying be forgiven. How long would it take to get to 1600? Uh, I don't know. It depends on how well you play. How rare is 1600 ELO? Let's see. 1600, you would be playing better than 90% of the people that play chess. And a lot of people play chess. Do I count as playing chess? Because <laughs> yeah, you, You've played it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm on the bacteria level of intelligence when it comes to chess, apparently. You losing to me was just the most shameful thing that has ever happened in your life, apparently. Apparently. Now, I will explain something. When I've played chess, there has never been a time limit. And let me tell you, when there's a time limit on something or I have to be somewhere on time, Mark knows this. I'm very much like, I got to be there early. I got to go as fast as I can. Mm -hmm. And I was in a panic thinking I was going to run out of time. And so I didn't think my moves through thoroughly when I had more time than I thought. And I rushed my movement and therefore likely led to my falling. But also Mark is a highly intelligent individual who is very capable when he wants to put his mind to something. So how dare you put him down because he is smart and worthy and a valid adversary. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now for the sport not spoken. Oh yeah, sure. Jacuse. Alas, the season of Jacuse is upon us. The floodgates have been opened and many a Jacuse have been spoken of both episodes historic of the recent and the past. However, I come before you today to bring forth a Jacuse, not due to something said by Mark and Tyler, but rather a Jacuse of omission. 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 There are many sports that have not yet been discussed, as there are quite many in existence. But there is one sport that should have its own episode a long time ago. A sport that complements both Tyler's passion for the physical challenge as well as Mark's well-documented masochism nature. I am, of course, talking about the most dangerous game. How can this podcast and the greatest, most educational of all sports podcasts not have discussed the glorious human pastime? We, the viewers, deserve... Well, it's not spelled right. It's V-Hours! Discover more of our dedicated V-Hourship! This is a wrong that must be undone. I propose a match between our glorious host, Tyler as the Hunter, Mark as the Hunted, to demonstrate the art and nuance of the most dangerous game in all its glory. Winner take all. Title of Master of Balls and Holes, the undisputed champion host of GMFST and the coveted master's degree in sports management. So... At first I was like, oh, it's a suggestion. 
For those of you who don't know what the most dangerous game is, <laughs> it's hunting humans. <laughs> so that's the most dangerous game. Yep. Otherwise known as the most dangerous game. I don't know where to rank this one. It's got a good point. But I think on a technicality, I think on a technicality, it's still a suggestion. I feel like there's potential with the most dangerous game. But mm -hmm. I do agree with you on a somewhat technicality that it is still a suggestion. It is still a suggestion. Therefore, we have to go yeah. with chess, which was a very good jacuzzi. That was a, that was a very good jacuzzi. I feel properly insulted. It, it hit both of us without us even realizing yeah. it. I feel like I was more the glancing blow. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, I know. Right. It was really just like he was yelling at you, but he was staring at me the whole time, which yeah. is just. Like, I don't, I don't know what was going on. I don't know what was happening either. I don't, mm. I'm going to chess.com right now and I'm going to, I'm going to start practicing. I'm playing sleeping Magnus, which I think I'll still lose. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. All oh, right. We have an episode to do. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wait a second. Does Mark even listen? <laughs> <laughs> very fitting. Very fitting right now. By Nub Nub uh, or Tyler the Bell Doth Toll for Thee. Tis time, my boy, by Elijah Rivers. I, I don't know. Uh, does Mark even listen? I feel like I should read. <laughs> no, I'm going to read it. Does Mark even listen by Nub Nub? In today's episode, the sports tier list, Tyler brought up the sport of tonsil hockey, and Mark had no idea what he was talking about only for Tyler to reveal it was Wade's episode. Mark would have known that if he actually listened to the podcast or his friend's episode. What do you have to say for yourself, Mr. Replier? Listen. I don't need to inflate Wade's ego by giving him more fraudulent views. Look, I'm not saying that he view bots the episodes that he's in to try to make it seem like his episodes are more popular than mine. I'm not saying that. But if it was just in presented in a jacuzzatory fashion where it's like, you could say whatever you want, you know, kind of thing, then I would say that, but only in that way. And listen, I don't need to listen to those episodes because I listen to Wade talk about whatever the hell he's going through his brain and out his mouth. Indistractable. And you know, I don't need that. I don't need that. I don't need more of that. Is what I'm saying. I don't need more of that. Okay. I don't need any more of that. All right. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm not saying he's a bad guy, but he might be fraudulent. He might be fraudulent. We discovered anyway that the true most viewed episode was not his anyway at the beginning of this episode. So exactly. We did. We just saw that was a coincidence, but I love that it was a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler, the bell doth toll for thee. Tis time, my boy. Mark, please admonish this Parisian lad in my stead. And listen well, I made an account for this. Should I should I read this to you then? I feel like you should read this after that yeah, first yeah, line. I feel, I feel like, like you have to read it. This is a personal request for me. All right. So mine was short anyway, so I can I can do another. Dearest period, Tyler period, shied period. Jacuse, good sir. Jacuse. With what episode perchance may I take fault? In a sense, the very first. The fault lies in your execution of your mission, the very essence of what makes this podcast go. Did you not assert with righteous indignation that the very purpose of this fine podcast was to unite sports knowers and non-sports knowers in glorious harmony? To fill the melancholic void of division with the crossing of paths, sharing new interests with your humble patrons? I do not wish to overshadow your accomplishments. I am certain I am not alone in my discovery of an appreciation for sport and my enjoyment of your banter. The fault lies in the fact that you have made no attempts to build bridges to the other side. By your work alone, not a single sports knower would have crossed into the realm of jocular anti-jock. For we all know not a soul was swayed by the chess primer, comedic as may be. Indeed, you have yet to embrace a unity so clear that even your phenomenal guest host Bob, Bob, Bob 
Sought to make mention in the singular episode where you have not in 97 purported nerds as you are. I am speaking, of course, of eSports. From my own experience, I can think of nothing so efficient and beautiful of a combination than that can be found in the FGC, the fighting game community. No genre of video game so deftly combines the physical conditioning of sport through its own physical execution requirements. The stories of a player's tournament runs themselves. The scholarship of those such as a core A gaming on player psychology and the incredible moments that bring us all together like the infamous Evo moment number 37. I have no idea what that is. However, I believe that the real merit in the local tournament the small gathering of people who choose to share their leisure in the unstoppable pursuit of improvement. Every member of this community began with an ass beating from those more experienced, but through sheer spite and sheer force of will, they have carved a place for themselves and cultivated their abilities. It is truly a community that I love, and I believe the absence of esports in general is truly a shame. Au revoir, dear friends, and thank you. I would like to hammer down and simply say disqualified (laughs) (laughs) it is an episode suggestion it is trying to get me to talk about a different sport which we have discussed briefly just aforementioned in moments um and the very first episode when we were asking about sports when you were asking what qualifies as a sport and asked about esports it has not been done but also alas it is a suggestion for an episode and therefore disqualified this is technically true by precedence. This is asking us to talk about some other part of it. It is accusatory in, in a way, but it's still at its core. It's accusatory for the purpose of suggesting something that we should discuss and have uh, somehow omitted. While the other one did, in fact, accuse you of not listening to your own podcast when you're not on it. I got chess to play. I don't have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I got to learn these moves. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Right now is a busy time for college basketball, especially with the tournament coming up. And whoever makes it to the top, one thing is certain. It takes the most talented people working together to help these teams play at this level. It's the same for your business. You want the most talented people you can find to help make your business thrive. To find those people, you need to use ZipRecruiter. Try it free at ZipRecruiter.com go. ZipRecruiter uses powerful matching technology to help you quickly score excellent candidates. Immediately after you post your job, they'll start sending you people with the right skills and experience. And once you review the list, you can send your top choices an invite to apply. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash go. Again, that's Z-I-P-R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R dot com slash G-O. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. This episode is brought to you by Red Bear. Hey, pizza lovers, have you heard? You don't have to order in to get fantastic pizza anymore. Now, make it yourself with Red Baron's new fully loaded hand-tossed style pizza with a half pound of premium toppings and a soft, chewy, restaurant-style crust, you'll be blown away. Pick from three flavors in the frozen food aisle, ultimate pepperoni, barbecue recipe chicken, and meat lovers. Indulge yourself. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. We have Opening Old Wounds, Your Party Bard, and To Tyler Scheid and Mark Fishbach by Ghost Killer 182 Okay. I am going to go with To Tyler Scheid and Mark. To the both of you, I have had very few gripes and issues with this podcast since its start on February 3rd, 2022. 
henceforth why I've never felt the need to ever write a serious jacuz. As a sports knower and lover, I enjoy watching this podcast and learning about sports I never knew existed. Tyler and Mark, you are one of the only reasons I now play tennis, as well as the other sports I enjoy doing, and as a young adult, I thank you both for it tremendously. Mr. Scheid and Mr. Fishbach, you stand here before me today because of two reasons. I will list the crimes off from least heinous to most egregious. Mr. Scheid, you, sir, are guilty of not giving enough updates on current sports, foreign or domestic, for non-sports knowers to keep interested in names and teams and current sporting events happening. One of the very early problems non-sports knowers face when starting to become interested in sports is when sports knowers start talking about things they do not understand. This causes a withdrawal in a conversation or Awkward pauses from the sports knowers, such as ourselves, cannot pick up on. For example, Otani just signed the biggest contract in the history of Major League Baseball for $700 million for 10 years to the LA Dodger organization. Yes, you can go into the nitty gritty of the contract, but that is boring. And who has time for sports administration? However, for none non-sports knowers, the significant impact that the signing will bring that division, as well as the, that of the Japanese pitcher, Yashinobu Yamamoto uh, signing to the Dodgers make them a force to be reckoned with in the upcoming season, while also making their presence in Japan more known in the profit they could be making. I understand that this may be a little too complex for some, but you, sir, are a smart man and an excellent teacher, and I'm sure you could simplify it. I understand, Mr. Scheid, that Mr. Fishbach and yourself are very busy men, but here is where I offer you a plea deal for the simple fact that I myself am a generous man. I pride myself on knowing about sports, and if I do not know, I'll find it and discover it immediately. I also have some of the best researchers at my helm, my father and brother, to help with research if need be. <laughs> Tyler, can I call you Tyler? I assume so, because you can't respond to me, and I am having a power trip. As the master of balls and holes, I would never do anything to step on your toes. But if you, a gracious man, a god even to some, would let me post a weekly report on all significant sports news and post it to the subreddit, I would be honored to help with such a task and all would be forgiven, as I do not have to keep up with Mark Iplier's projects and can work in my own time. <laughs> Give it some thought, Mr. Scheid. I eagerly await your response. Now for you, Mr. Fishbach. What did I do? If you couldn't pick up from context clues, I'm quite a big baseball slash softball fan. As I assure you probably couldn't due to the fact that you forgot how running the bases work in the sports tier list. Now, yes, when a batter does in fact hit the baseball, he does take off to first base, which is to the right of home. But this is not my jacuzzi. And then continues turning left until reaching whichever base they can safely. But Mr. Fishbach, you forgot arguably the most crucial rule that you discovered in the baseball primer. You forgot the fifth base located no. under the pitcher's mound that will allow a player to ascend to godhood. But they do not go left to get to the space. Oh, no, no, no. They must ascend into the air, allowing themselves to succumb to the pain of the almighty commissioner of baseball. And then only will a game truly be won. They mustn't go left, Mark. They must charge head on to the pitcher's mound and duel the pitcher. All the while, the dugouts will empty as the teams try to hold the player back from finding the base. Mark, again, another power trip. You discovered this in one of the most in-depth primers in sport. Tyler knows almost everything about. Yet, you forgot this. You forgot godhood. Instead, you chose the simple answer. Were you too afraid to make another tier per chance? However, maybe you just chose to forget that primer and in turn forgetting who you truly are. But I know, Mark, 
I know that it's fear and ignorance that stopped you from making a new tier. Did the pain that Rob Manfred will bring you scare you? Or did he simply replace you with a more agreeable monk? Shame on you. You are fine guilty and are sentenced to listen to the hockey primer for an eternity with the knowledge of a professional NHL player of all rules and regulations. Thank you for reading this far, gentlemen. I truly do love the podcast and I truly love everyone here. I hope this parasocial relationship will continue to blossom. As they say in Tyler's native tongue, au revoir. Sincerely, Mr. Dumb Pee Pee Boy. I unfortunately cannot change my username and I'm too lazy to create a new account. <laughs> Didn't they change their name? It's ghostkiller182. <laughs> Unless they use somebody else's account. That was such a journey that I I have no idea what they were actually trying to say. <laughs> I don't know if they made a point, and I couldn't tell you what the post was really about. The key things I took from it was I can help you with research on current events and post it to the subreddit, which would be great to change to share with the community, whether I look uh -huh. at it or not. I do look at the Reddit. Somebody say I don't, but I do sometimes. I just avoid uh -huh. reading the jacuzzis so that they're surprised when Mark presents them. And then the other one was jacuzzing you for saying left for baseball when in fact they begin by going right and then go left the rest of the bases. Well, I don't know if that's true. That's uh, well, I mean, technically, if you think of it this way, they don't go right They They go straight because there's only one way to go. Well, if you're left, you're batting. Yeah, if you're batting right, it is straight ahead. Yeah, pretty much left left. I could say you make a right turn, but when you're batting, you're already facing the direction or actually a little off of it to the right. So you would turn a little left. So I don't know. It's to the right if you're looking from a top down view. But from the batter's perspective, I, listen, he's pedantics are unbecoming shall we open old wounds now i would love to open old wounds so we got oh my god huge oh my god holy hell this is long all right opening old wounds by your party bard good morning afternoon evening or night gentlemen as of recent i have been pondering a subject long ago discussed this is the subject of music as a sport i know i know this subject is long past without further discussion, but I would like to introduce a few pieces of evidence that may shed light on a subject long since forgotten. First of all, I would like to provide my qualifications for discussing this matter. First of all, I am a senior. First of all, first of all, I am currently a senior in college seeking my undergraduate degree in vocal music performance. As such, my point of view is focused heavily on vocal classical music. I will, however, try to best explore my topics outside this area. Secondly, I am now a sports knower, as I have intently listened to the number one sports podcast, Go My Favorite Sports Team, so I know that I am talking about. Hold on, I don't Objection. know if it's disqualified. This is going to be a disqualification. I don't know. We gotta find out. I will now provide details outlining the qualifications of a sport that you, Mr. Scheid and Mr. Replier, have laid out in episode one of Sporting Chance. First competition. This is a sports expert. Okay, let me. Athletic ability. I will admit this is difficult to think about from the position of music listener, but many rules and regulations go into judging music competition. First, music must be accurate on pitch. This is the simplest rule. Secondly, by the performance, keep in mind the intended style of the piece. If I went on to sing Amazing Grace in the style of an opera, I would just lose points. This also includes pieces that involve improvisational sections. A performer must improvise a musical section that is historically and Stylistically accurate. Finally, the performer must provide a certain amount of artistry as music is first and foremost an art form. Taking on the humanity of a piece is bad and must be punished. I will admit that labeling music as an art form, as Tyler did, is absolutely correct. However, this does not disqualify it from being a sport. Additionally, I know that the topic of judge sports is a harsh topic, but if we were to include competitive cheerleading and chess under the label of sport, we must also include music. Now, Tyler, I I hope you have now listened to learned a valuable lesson by your own rules. Music is a sport. So this isn't a, this isn't a suggestion because we discussed this. We did discuss this. We We've discussed many times, so it's in defense of music being a sport. However, I still don't agree with it. I don't think just music performance at its base level is a sport. It's an art. 
It's an art form. It's performative, but it's still not a sport. To respond to this quickly and clearly, the clear things that make judge sports sport is the distinct unbiased criteria for analyzing like movements and the ability to complete, say, a stunt in gymnastics or something along those lines. Mm. The problem with music is everybody has different tastes. And in order for you to judge music in any semblance, there is a own personal bias when it comes to actually creating a judging criteria for it because some people enjoy like heavy metal some people hate heavy metal stuff like that to the point to where it is nearly impossible to judge such an art form in a way to make it a easy checklist of criteria of did you perform it accurately did you do this right because the whole point of music is to create creative endeavors that branch out and change things therefore it is only able to be judged in the same way that a painting or a piece of art would disqualifying it from the potential of being a judge sport. That does not discount its athleticism nor its skill, but because there is a, a an inability to unbiasedly create a criteria and checklist for did this, this, this to create a point system, it cannot be designated as a sport because it is impossible to be repeatable and somewhat unbiasedly be judged. That's beautifully said. Beautiful. I think. So I don't know which one wins. It's a tough one. They're so wordy, uh, but I would have to say it's up to you. The one that made me laugh the most, which was the Jacuz from Ghost Killer because of the fifth base and the left. Left. <laughs> All right. We've got Sport 201 by Chicky Nuggies 420. By the way, it has Jacuz in it. And City Anger. Jacuz Sport 201. I'll take that. By Chicky Nuggies 42. New Year's Eve. I found myself at a lunch with my love and my dear Ma and Pa. While we recounted our Christmas festivities, travel woes, familial squabbles, and other holiday matters, the conversation inevitably turned to discussing the various American college football bowl games that had recently taken place. While I know the rules of football, to my experience in marching band and due to your wonderfully performed primer, I struggled to keep up with their conversation. Why was it important for X team that Y team beat Z team? How are these bowls, conferences, and national championship related? It's all going to change next year. Why? Football players can elect to sit out of bowl games? It's madness. And yet my loving family members navigated the conversation so deftly while I sulked stirring my soda, unable to supply a single suitable sentiment to their squabble. I have also in the past struggled to understand the different rule violations and penalties of various sports. Each time I see a ref wave his arms, I am at a loss. All I can think of is how your podcast has failed me in my quest to understand sport. You have all done admirably in supplying a starting place for complete novices. I recognize that and I'm grateful. However, the fact that you have not helped your elegant audience build on this knowledge. Well, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Now, that being said, I don't think someone did their homework. It's not all <laughs> in the classroom. You got to do some stuff. Uh, I'll say this. I, I know football pretty well just from mere association. I have never at one point had to study it. The thing about it is those conversations, you don't have to be able to contribute to just listen, right? Mm -hmm. Learning is predominantly listening. You know, you take information is you don't have to regurgitate something. You don't have to contribute constantly to the conversation. I watched the Rose Bowl game. Mm -hmm. That game was awesome. That game was so close, nail biting the whole way through. I think that one went into overtime, went into overtime. It was crazy. I don't know the significance of the Rose Bowl still. I don't know where it stands in the championship, but then it moved on to that Texas. Was it Texas and Washington? Yep. That game was up next. Amazing. Incredible. Like going down to that one second left in the fourth quarter when the ref was like, put one second on the clock. You don't have to know football to understand how cool that is. I, I, has that ever happened where the ref goes, 
put one second on the clock and it's like it's actually happened with texas and nebraska and it was done incorrectly when time should have been expired this one was totally legit everyone could see i could see the clock the ball went out when the clock was at two and then it went to one when the whistles blew it's like yeah one second is on the clock and if that defender didn't bitch slap the ball out of that guy's hands that would have been a touchdown because that matchup happened earlier in the same game where it was the same receiver the same defender and the receiver got it it was like this is just like you saw that and it's like that's it it would have won the game well if they made the extra point i think but you don't have to know everything you don't have to like some people are uncomfortable with silence in conversations it, it's not about that you don't know and that's fine but the only way you can learn is by listening and taking in the information and then coming up with conclusions of like okay what is this ref doing it's critical thinking right it's like analysis you look at a ref and if he goes false start defense number blah 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 five yard penalty or whatever it is then you can kind of pick up okay even if i knew nothing about football i'm gonna understand this guy keeps saying false start what does false start mean he started falsely he jumped the gun oh okay i get it defense offense you know the numbers are who they are you could figure it out and uh it's just about applying that knowledge we can't teach you how to learn and we can't hold your hand on everything i'm not saying you need hand holding but it's like some things you gotta figure out yourself we we live in an era of smart devices in the internet where if you question something, you could probably look it up to then be able to contribute to the conversation as well. That's true. That's true. There's various rule penalties and stuff. I mentioned some of them in that episode. I do distinctly remember. You can probably figure it out like defensive, like pass interference. Oh, you mm. interfered with the pass. How does that work? I believe in you. While you may be accusing me right now, I believe in your ability to figure things out. I agree. Which is why I don't answer every possible question in the primary. I give you the introduction and I believe in you when you become interested to figure it out. All right. Time for city anger. City anger? Yes. Wow. By C.O. Umbra. Jacuse Mark in the podcasting park, mocking Rochester's grace and narrative dark, both in the sports realm and a distractible spark. Codex home, my city bears the remark. Well, we got a poem. On go, my favorite sports team field. Rochester's pride in jest revealed. Yet Kodak's legacy, a narrative concealed. A tale of innovation, an image sealed. Distractible's humor where stories are peeled. But within the laughter, Kodak's worth is veiled. 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 A shitty city shaped <laughs> by snapshots. <laughs> Memories held. Your jests mark leave Rochester's legacy. Quelled. Kodak's cameras captured moments in flight, a city's story told frame by frame, light by light. Your banter, Mark, casts shadows on this site. Let's illuminate the narrative, make it right. Rochester, a canvas where Kodak did embark. In every click, a piece of history sparks. So let this accuse not be just a lark, but a plea for respect in Kodak's landmark. As the storyteller behind this rhyming art, thank you for reading, dear listener from the heart. Apologies if Mark's favorite writer, the brilliant chat GPT, played a part in crafting this message that aimed to impart. That's very lovely. I have no idea what they're accusing, though. I think it's more just like complimentary than anything. Yeah, they wrote a poem. That's very nice. I like it, though. I like it. I got to give it credit for creativity. This is a creative one. Yeah, you win on poetry, but I don't know if it wins on Jacuz versus the Sport 201 one. I think, yeah, I think the one talking about football and criticizing us not expanding on the knowledge is another thing. But if we did an entire episode on, like, how to learn 
to learn and be, I don't know if that would be sport related. Ooh, interesting idea. But I get what they're saying. I like the Jacuzzi because it could be seen from multiple angles, right? Yeah. Sport 201 wins. Jacuzzi most foulth andeth wretchedeth by no humor is good humor. And I shan't finger anything, I guess, by White Knight 97. Okay. Jacuzzi most foulth andeth wretchedeth. What should shock my systemeth more than sitting down to drink a piping hot tea of Azurala and listening to the newestith episode of mine favorite sports podcast or should i say formerly favorite sport spot of sport cast on my favorite smartphone on my typical podcasting platform apple podcast what what but to listen to the sweet sounds of mark and tyler rebutting the very idea of having advertising deals with sports gambling sites in their podcasts on this very 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 finest of days only to be surprised shocked i must say i was flabbergasted even by an advertisement playing of draft kings monarch of monarchs king of kings amen blessings upon him and uponeth all the good children of the land, not of the sky, nor of the sea. No one knows why. Oh, God. Good God. This, it starts to really devolve towards the end. And to ruin my daily tea, most dear, most delicious, mine, most favorite, passed down through the through the ages and from my father's 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 mother's father's and now made most foul with their raucous antics. These emerging, conniving, carnivorous, rambunctious rapscallions, they put the plague of the bonnet, bonnet, both of mine thousands. Yeah, it goes on like that for longer. Uh, so we've we've been brought this has been brought to our attention before and it's something that we're in constant communication with and there are some like with Apple Podcasts or some platforms that have automated systems that we don't have any say in that go sport podcast oh these guys have big bags of money and pop it on there it's very frustrating and it's equally frustrating for us but we can't do anything and yeah in a lot of times there's just nothing we can do about it. As as opposed to removing us entirely from Apple Podcasts, which I know people would not like. So it's like you take the good with the bad. You have a stance about it. And then, as we've said in previous episodes, we're just going to say, don't do the sports betting. DraftKings sucks ass. And then you have all of that and you get that out there. And then hopefully they get the picture and are like, oh, maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we shouldn't. But I shan't finger anything, I guess, by White Knight 97. You both are charlatans. Okay. Speakers of falsehoods each and every episode of this podcast the both of you mr mark i plier and tyler sheed the so-called master of balls and holes declare at the top of your lungs that i am to go to store.gmfst.com to get finger sports combo and use code finger and check out to finger sports i bite my thumb at thee you have the gall to tell me to go to the store and buy the foam finger and then have the store be down for maintenance oh so we kind of address this Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think I need to need to talk about this anymore. The close for maintenance uh, and why you're questioning it. The injustice being rectified. It's being worked on. Uh, the, the, the ending line was what the actual fuck. You get my hopes up for months and then crush my dreams like that. Jacques, Jacques on you both. I shan't be quiet until this injustice has been rectified. Hope you have a very Merry Christmas and have lots of good times and memories with loved ones. So I believe this came out before we addressed the issue of the company going under and everything with that. Yeah, it's that's why it's happening. It's still being worked on to try and get stuff back up. I'm working diligently on it. I'm being on top of it. But uh, it's something that is uh, unfortunate and very much outside of our hands. And so um, I will work to address it as soon as I possibly can. Sounds like a bunch of excuses to me. But basically, it's just going on to talk about like not being able to buy stuff at store.gmfst.com because it's down. 
Well written though. They they started working their way all the way back up from the golf primer, listening to all of them. Latest episode was pumpkin chucking. And so they eventually tried to go to the store and buy stuff, which we would appreciate. And we're hoping that you still will do that when we get it back up. But um, thank you for your GQs. Uh, does that count as a GQs? It kind of does. It's a it's a store related GQs, but we have to take responsibility for the store. So I say it probably counts. Which one do you think is better then? Mm, I think the I shan't finger anything because as as hugely absurdly this see this is an example of a jacuzzi that was written so stylistically that it actually detracted from its argument was the thou is to jacuzzi's most foulest and wretchedeth so I think that one has to lose in that argument I did skip over a good amount of it but it talked about just like yeah I just skipped over the middle part all right so I say I shan't finger anything I guess that is the winner, as declared by the Jacuz God, Mark. Yes, that's me. All right, we have Jacuz by Ophiwan and a letter from Indigenous Gentleperson. Okay, I'll do the Jacuz by Ophiwan. I've been a gentle listener since day one of this podcast, and as such, I have borne witness to many a humble Jacuz such as this one. But while others would have chosen to challenge Tyler on his mastery of balls and holes, or flip the script on Mark and demand answers from the very vessel that inhabits we ghosts of the almighty RGM FST subreddit, I have no qualms about any of Tyler's sports primers or any of Mark's beloved shenanigans. Instead, I write this Jacuz on the principle that the format of the podcast demands a higher respect for the listener over the viewer. Interesting. Now, I know that in the year 2023, it is in fact extremely difficult for an individual such as Tyler or Mark to post videos on the internet. So I understand why they were forced so unceremoniously to embrace Spotify for their video hosting needs. After all, it's not as if either of them have any prior experience posting content on the internet, so I harbor no ill will towards them in this regard. It's very sassy. But while I acknowledge the technological limitations we must endure in this day and age, I cannot sit idly by while these two absolute gentlemen continue to create content that only viewers may properly enjoy. A podcast is, after all, defined as a digital audio file made available on the internet for downloading to a computer or mobile device. To be clear, I am not against the idea of filming or recording sessions to add a bit of depth and flair to your episodes, but at the end of the day, every gentle listener should come away from each episode having experienced 100% of all there was to offer in said episode. Of course, should there be any other way to make these video elements less exclusive, as if there was another piece placed on the World Wide Web that in fact devoted itself to the craft of creating and uploading video content. I may be more amenable to viewer exclusive bits in the episodes of GMFST, but alas, this is but a pipe dream of mine since it is utterly impossible to include both audio and video anywhere except Spotify. I sincerely hope this Jacuz finds you in good health and I bid you adieu as I shed a single tear for my fellow listeners. I, I would like to address something very clearly here. It's free. Spotify is free. You can watch free on Spotify. It's Fully accessible. You can watch it on your phone. It's free. The video adds elements to it, and we like to be able to give people little tidbits that they can only witness. And um, I'm sorry you feel left out, but uh, boo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Listen, I don't stand by Tyler's words here. I might have been with him for a little bit there, but oh, man. <laughs> all right. So I get that people are resistant to change. 
but it is free. That is a thing. And most people, I believe anyway, a lot of people have Spotify in some way or another. And if you don't and you're completely against it, that's totally fine because there is audio on other platforms. But to be perfectly honest, there isn't that much that you're missing. If you're watching on video right now, you get to see both of our beautiful faces and then you see a static image with some text on it of Jacuz and Ophifan and a letter from an in indigent gentle person. I think that's supposed to say indignant. Indignant, yeah. But I, I will also say that you do a really great job of when we have something visual of describing it so that those that are listening audio only mm -hmm. can still understand what we're referring to. When we've looked at videos, whether it was the underwater hockey one or things like that, you describe it in great detail so that people mm -hmm. can imagine it in their head. This is also like it's it's kind of like the the feeling of missing out as opposed to the fear of missing out. Um, Because when we did audio podcast, it's not like we had our eyes covered the whole time and we're doing it without <laughs> being able to see anything. There were times when we would pull things up or show on our phone and we would have to describe it. But because there was an there wasn't an option, no one felt left out. And I do get that. And I do understand that even if I don't agree with it, because it is functionally the same thing and people should pay attention to the functional differences as opposed to the unfunctional differences. Well said, but it's a good jacuzzi. I think it is a good jacuzzi. And it's free. And it's free. A letter from in indignant gentle person, as I imagine how they wanted it. Dear esteemed GMFST hosts. Markiplier, Tyler, I gather you here to inform you of my extreme disappointment that there is hardly any mention of my home country, Australia. But soul sheep, you might protest. There is a whole episode on a sport of Australia. I hear your cries and yet crush them into mere echoes as you hear my own verdict. That was purely a mockery of us, an inaccurate reflection of Australia. I will not stoop to your level and beg. No, I shall tower over and order a view and new, proper, and well-executed episode of the aforementioned primer or a primer of our aboriginal people's traditional sports, perhaps even the storytelling dances. I hold you both in a disgusted view. In fact, I call to light the most recent episode in the fact that there is no mention. In fact, the entire episode is devoid of mention of any other country except England and Germany. Therefore, not do I accuse the master of balls and holes, who I prefer to call the master of inaccuracy, and the fool that is Markiplier of not giving any, giving my wonderful home country Australia enough recognition, but also of focusing too much on the already well-explored and well-known countries of the world. Do a primer on ancient sports from Egypt, from Maya, from Russia. I dare you. We mentioned the Mayan civilization in the soccer mm -hmm. primer. Sincerely and condescendingly yours, soul sheep. And then the bells, tolls, thundered, signifying the start of a rampage of the elegant viewers and listeners' rage. The pitchforks seemed to bring a fiery hell to those at the appointed ends. The targets? None other than our dear Thailand Mark. Look, look. The moment Australia does something worth talking about, we'll talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to point out, while they attacked us for not mentioning Australia, I still don't know what their jacuzzi was about. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. And wasn't we were talking about the England and Germany because that was a World War story about the English army and the German army. Was that not the case? Yeah, that might be what they're talking about. Like That was very specific to them. I'm not 100% sure if <laughs> Australian forces were in there. Oh, we should have talked about the Australians versus the camels. <laughs> right. That was a big one. Huge, massive, still still ongoing. <laughs> no offense to Australia, but you know, we we are we we're getting to it.
I think. So so I think Ophi won won this one. Yeah, I, I would guess so. This is a funny, it's a it's a funny jacuse, but I don't think it has enough of a basis to get there. This episode is brought to you by hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York. You want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Mr. 12 Isn't Afraid by Sad Employee 3978 or the Airfoil Fallacy. Okay, let me look up the Airfoil Fallacy. I like, I like that you're taking that one. Just watching the paragliding episode now fell behind a bit and something stuck out to me and I couldn't let it go. Oh, this is by GMF Distractablet. I never learned about the airfoil example, apparently it's pretty renowned, until I took a class in college called Physics of Life and my professor brought up that famous example that Tyler explained, about the air particles meeting up with each other on the other side of the airfoil. And he told us that it was completely wrong, that there is no law anywhere in physics that says those two particles have to meet. Typically the bottom particle gets there first and the difference in pressure created by the two particles getting there at different forms, times forms an eddy. I did not go on to study physics, this was one of two elective courses that felt at the least brain hurting. And it was several years ago, so there's a chance I could be misremembering something. I doubt this though, since A, I have eidetic memory, and B, I still have the notebook and would be willing to dig it out sometime if needed. I'm just sick in bed at the moment, so I'm not going to, so it's not gonna be right now. I am open to being told I'm wrong since I'm not a physicist, but I ask that you please keep it respectful. One moment, please. Are you looking up the airfoil fallacy? No, I'm looking up eidetic memory. Oh, while you're looking that up, I will say one thing though. I distinctly said, as I described this, that this is a classic example to simplify the explanation for how this works and said that this is not in reality what happens when I described that example with relation to the particles and the airfoil. Therefore, you're accusing me of something that I clearly said was not accurate, and therefore I question your eidetic memory that Mark is looking up what it is because you clearly weren't listening close enough to understand what I said, that it wasn't the accurate, true-to-earth example of how it works. It's the simplification for people to understand more readily in a way of why Lyft works. Yes, what you said is correct in that it creates, I forget the word again, but in order to create the pressure difference, because the particles, if they are aligned with each other, do meet at separate times in there. Particles don't aren't st stuck together in the air unless they are the two of the same molecule with relation to an oxygen molecule or a carbon molecule or something along the, that line where they're bonded and an airfoil would not break said bond. Okay, so I wanted to look at this up because I remembered there being a distinction of terms. There's photographic memory, there's eidetic memory, and then there's hyperthymesia. Mm. Okay, hyperthymesia is the ability to recall every moment in your life with perfect 
recall. That's insane. You can recall your diary entry from six years ago, right? Word for word. You can see it in your head. That's got to be like less than 0.001%. There's like four confirmed cases in the world. That is an extremely rare one. Eidetic memory is the ability to recall accurately an image after only seeing it for a short period of time. You see something, close your eyes, and you can picture in your head, but it will fade. That's eidetic memory. Photographic memory is the ability to remember things visually in a highly accurate way. Not just remembering them like, oh yeah, I remember what color the walls were. Like, I remember where my car keys are in that room next to the potted plant, next to the organizer. I remember how many things because I can recall it and I can recall the information by looking at the visual. In order of rareness, it's like hyperthymesia, photographic memory, and eidetic memory. So what I'm trying to say is like, eidetic memory is not an indicator indication that you can recall things perfectly it's just the it's it's actually you can train this ability stronger by doing exercises where you're like look at something you do games where it's like it shows you a picture it takes a picture away and you gotta like flashcards and stuff like that that helps build up your your memory in that term it can be a train to a limit of course right there all of this is to say I don't think that's going to help you remember what that professor said to you. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to get I at. see it. I see. I see. Visual basis when there was a lecture occurring. I'm not 100% sure if that's it. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say about that. It's a fair jacuse, though. But um, I did in that episode declare that that was not exactly how it works. It was just an easy simplification to have people understand left. Good jacuse, though. Good mm-hmm. jacuse. Mr. Underscore 12 isn't afraid, sad employee says, Tyler says he fears no hockey player when engaging in an off-ice tilly. That's a hockey team for short, or a hockey term for, for fight. And I feel like this is akin to the I totally I can totally fight a moose debate that many people have. Tyler, you have no idea how big hockey players are, and even with their diminishing chompers or chiclets, they will still emerge victorious from the off-ice fisticuffs. These absolute units basically bare hand box on knife shoes, and you think the lack of teeth will give you an advantage? I present to you an example of what these beefcakes boxing ballerinas can accomplish on the ice. Oh, they, they they gave us a video. Well, right after the drop of the puck, after the power play goal, gave Minnesota a one nothing lead. Jacob Lava decided to try to get his team a little bit more emotionally involved in the hockey game. I'm shocked that this kind of stuff is allowed. But then again, I don't. I wouldn't know. We didn't do a hockey primer, so I don't really understand. <laughs> no, no, not this again. Yeah, well, you know, that's just be how it is. But I don't. I I hope that guy's hands okay because, well, I hope the guy getting punched in the head okay because he punched off his helmet basically. And the thing that I understand about punching things, especially bare knuckle, is finger bones are very small. Finger bones are not that strong. If you punch something that is stronger than your finger, it's going to break. So I'm sure that afterwards, that guy's uh, hand was hurting incredibly. And probably uh, you can risk damage doing that. Yeah, it's just what I'm going to say. I also want to point out in analyzing that fight, there was a lot more grabbing with the other hand with punching. Whereas if you're on, you're not on ice and you don't have to keep a hold of your opponent in that way with the extreme jersey that hockey players have, they're at a disadvantage when they think they can only fight with one hand and grab with the other. I can take the shirt off, you know, Uh I can, I can take the shirt off and do that stuff. And plus, are you doubting my abilities? Are you doubting my abilities? Wait, do you think you could fight a, a hockey player or a moose? A hockey player, not a moose. Moose would kick my ass. 
Moose would kick pretty much everyone's ass. Yeah. Do you still want to tussle with the muscle of these hockey players? I think not. I would not want to. I just think I could. Here's the thing. I wouldn't want to get in a fight with a football player. I wouldn't want to get a fight with anyone. <laughs> I wouldn't want to get in a fight with anyone because they're much more athletic than I am. They're going to run circles around me. Even if I get a few lucky hits in, which maybe I could win early, early on. Every fight matchup isn't like I'll always win. They'll always win. I think two out of ten chances I win against a soccer player because they're not as big. I think one out of ten depending on the football player, maybe one out of 20. If I'm playing against a basketball player, I don't think I could even get into their defense. I I, I think that their reach is going to destroy me every time. I would have to like aim straight for the nuts. Maybe I get a one in 20 with the nuts. Goosh, 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 goosh. Like I could probably make that work. But other than that, they're like seven feet tall and what, 250, 300 sometimes in shacks? Like, oh yeah, shack. Yeah, there's, there's, it's rare that they're that heavy, but yeah. I would also like to say if I ran into a stray professional hockey player, they would absolutely destroy me because they're in much better shape than I am. That does not mean that I would not present a difficult challenge. Absolutely, no. I've been doing boxing training. I did wrestling. I've done Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Like, I know mm-hmm. how to do stuff, but I'm also, like, severely handicapped because of my kidney disease. Yeah, and here's the thing that everyone needs to understand is, like, there's no guarantees in anything. You know, David and Goliath uh, was a funny story about, you know, a little guy versus a giant, but it's, like, in general... Humans can be dangerous, lethal in many things, even like the weakest, least trained person still has adrenaline. And yes, they'll probably lose uncoordinated, but it's like there's no guarantees. Motivation, too. There's a reason the phrase it's not the the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog exists. That's a bumper sticker. Yeah, but it's also about if with the right motivation, if somebody is less motivated than another, they're more likely to bow out of a fight or bow out of a something. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if specifically hockey players deserve any more. Oh, you're dangerous than others. I'm going to fight if a boxer wants to fight me. There's I'm not winning. <laughs> yeah. I'm not winning in a boxing match. But the nuts, if I'm in a fight for my life, that's the one thing is like, I'm not going to fight by your rules. If someone is trying to fight me and trying to kill me or hurt me, I am going for eyes and nuts. And I am going to literally rip their jugular out with my teeth if I have to. If it's for my life, I'm going all the way. There, There's no, there's no basis of like, oh, he's going on fighting with knives on his feet he doesn't have the knives when he's fighting me he better not if he has knives i'm running away if if, if they have a knife i'm i'm, I'm just gonna run that's what i'm gonna and that's what you should do yep 100 this one's actually tough i like both of these jacuses i like the fighting jacuse though because it's like it's coming out from an interesting angle, but it got a lot of discussion mm, i think that that true. gives it a little more that's the winner then well that's we've read all of them so now it's time to break down between them Jacuse heard around the world. This one was the the gag of the switching seats and the for the thing you called chess was jacuzing me. That hit both of us. That one was good. I did like the chess one was ooh, that is That was the that was the one that insulted you and then insulted me for losing to you. Yeah, because it insulted me by it insulted you by insulting me. I think that one wins just for the cleverness of it did poison damage as I was channeling the ghost. Yeah, I feel like we both got glanced hard. Does Mark even listen? Was you listening to the podcast? The two Tyler and Mark one was the... That was the baseball one. 
Oh, long, yeah. Long, long baseball That was the long, one. long baseball one. I think that does mark even listen just because I can actually keep that in my mind. The other one was just like extremely long, very detailed, but not concise. The does mark even listen was just like straight targeted at me. And it was also hard to tell what they were going for other than suggesting giving us more current events. Ah, the Shant Finger anything was the merch. The Jacuz 201 was the the football. I like that one because I disagreed with it in a way, but it's also just a case of like, it did attack our basis of Mm -hmm. the podcast. It was talking about like what we're here for. And someone felt abandoned when they didn't have enough knowledge going into it. Yeah. So they accused us of not talking about details, which I will say is important. We should discuss more of the details that more people will see as we continue down the primer path. Um, the Mr. 12 wasn't afraid was the fighting. The accused by Ophi one was about the video on Spotify. On Spotify. So this isn't the other. I don't. I think the Mr. 12 isn't afraid should win because that one's about a sport player and fighting. This one's more about just like technical things. It was very sassy. It was extremely sassy. Extremely sassy. Can't fault the sassiness. There's a lot of sassiness there. But at the end of the day, I think the one about the sports actually makes sense more. Now we have a good face off of the does Mark even listen and the thing called chess. I still feel like the chess one's stronger. I still feel like the chess one does. Doesn't make sense. Even though some like people get really defensive about chess, but I think that one does make sense. The afraid and 201. Mm-hmm. Mm. Whatever one wins is going to go up against sex competition. And I don't think I don't think any of these are going to be able to beat the sex competition. That was really that was really the king here. 201 was the bowl games and the 12 was the fighting. I feel like fighting had more of a discussion. Yeah, but what is it actually accusing of? It's just accusing my ability to gauge whether I'm fighting. So if we base it off of the criteria of what's the most jacuzzi that actually points at something in the podcast that might be something we adjust to, I feel like Mm -hmm. 201 holds the most depth and the most worthiness of being something that can alter and improve. And it is targeted at you in that could you take a high hockey player yeah but i feel like this one is more about the podcast this is more about my athletic prowess in comparison which really is quintessential to the podcast right oh you're making good points weirdly it's like yes i feel like the what we're trying one's what we're trying to do one is attacking your ability to take on hockey players which admittedly i would say if the average hockey player came up and fought you right now i wouldn't give you the best odds i wouldn't well what the age of hockey player? Same age. Same oh, age. Oh, same age. Same age. Hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't give me the best thoughts either. <laughs> <laughs> I was just being honest, and I feel like that's valid. Although maybe when they're on dry land, they're so it's ooh, they're I trying mean, to grab your collar. I've seen that with swimmers and water polo players, like they, they struggle on dry land as opposed and skating is very different from walking. So you write about that. Very different. I don't know. I really don't know. I leave it to you. I like the Jacuzzi Sport 201 just because it does it does confront, even if it's not like 100% yay, yay, correct, it does confront something that is a basis of what we do. I can agree with that. I still think the chest beats it. I feel like that hit both my ability and yours. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, chest takes it. I still think sex wins overall. Oh, sex wins. No problem. That one was a late bloomer in the first bracket. It crushed the competition. This one had a lot of really competitive ones on the right side. But at the end of the day, sex Olympics is dominant. And we will have a sex primer, a sports sex specifically. Not just this isn't going to be gross or anything, but we will have a sports sex primer coming at you hot and heavy. 
But the real question comes down to, did the chess one beat paragliding? That one was very good. So uh, we should have done the fight. It was like, can, is paragliding a sport or can you fight a hockey player? I think the paragliding, just because it irks you. And if I think even third place should take on, or second place should be declared true. No! <laughs> paragliding is not a sport. Even second place is good enough. I think we all agree. We all agree. We all agree. All right, so I, I'm going to reach out to three people then, because um, I'll, I'll give the chess one something. Okay, all right. So we got paragliding, chess, and sex but sex wins overall you're gonna get the grand prize which we will determine what it is at some point but there you go those are those are the three royal pineapple 48 with the winner cam key aloha with the second place and mr the mr morrow will be in third Congratulations, everyone. Thank you for participating in this wonderful jacuzzi event. We had a great tournament out there and maybe next year we'll do another one and we'll we'll get through it maybe a little faster next time but still fun. Yeah, maybe we'll we'll narrow down the entries easier and we'll have a different sort of matchup thing that can happen. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. We appreciate both of you. We'll see you in the next episode. You want to find out more about what we're up to, you can find us on social media and definitely go check out the Reddit because that's where you can submit your jacuzzis and so much more at reddit.com slash r slash gmfst. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side-by-side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.